Talking with Girlfriends is our outlet. It's our therapy, our entertainment, and our education. Co-hosts Madness Shete Jones and Tennille Daniels explore how to make life better by doing it together. Join in as we dish on friendship, family, food, faith, and fearlessness. You're now listening to the Love Madam Podcast. Welcome to the show, y'all. Hey, girl. Hey. How are you? I'm making it. Hanging in there. Why the dramatic pause? Usually I say I'm good, and yeah. I'm just hanging in there. Not, no. Okay. <laughs> have you been feeling anything in the last week? Do you have anything for our Hey Girl Hey uh, <laughs> intro? Well, I've been feeling grateful, so it's not the okay. normal, um, you know, restaurant or book or podcast or anything like that, but I've just been feeling really grateful. There are... A lot of people um, in my family, well, not a lot, but people in my family, Mm -hmm. um, in my church community, and just, you know, all people all over the country that have lost Mm -hmm. their um, jobs or have been furloughed Mm -hmm. and their source of income. So I'm just grateful that I have a um, job that I can go to every day and still get paid and all of those things. And just grateful Mm -hmm. to be helpful. I mean, healthy. So Mm -hmm. definitely. um, yeah, that's all yeah, I got this week. That and that's not, let me not say that's all I got, but grateful. What Good. about you? Um, I so grateful as well. I agree. I'm happy to be healthy and, you know, we're, we're doing fine financially and we haven't seen that much of an impact in that way. So I am grateful for that. Um, but what I am feeling from the last week is that we had a Good Friday service yesterday mm-hmm. at home, a virtual service. And, um, I actually wasn't even tuned in at first because um, I was just doing other things and it was getting close to bedtime and, you know, baby's cranky and all that stuff. And um, Ben had tuned in. And so we're having the service and we're, he's like watching from his phone. We're talking, you know, and then he was like, oh, they're getting ready to do communion. We should do it. And I was like, oh, yeah, they, you know, they did say that they were supposed to be doing that. So we went and got some um, saltine crackers and some cranberry juice and and we prayed over it and we sanctified it at, at home, which is something that I had never done or even thought about. But yeah, um, I mean, yeah, you don't have to. You, God knows your heart, you know, and he knows that we don't have access to the whole shebang. So right. um, for us to be able to kind of do that at home and do that together, it was really nice. I really enjoyed it. And then. They had the praise team and all these different squares. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen on Instagram where they like pull people to get. It was so good. (laughs) It was sounding like a legit um, cohesive choir. Yeah, no, I um, it was cool. I did the same thing yesterday. I actually used bread and lemonade because that's all I had Mm -hmm. access to at the time. But like Mm -hmm. you said, use what you have. It's really the um, meaning behind it more than anything else. So it was a great way to spend Good Friday. Yeah, I thought that was nice. I love that. I did also get a piece of fried fish, which usually I'm not even a fish person. So I don't know why I was in the mood for fish, but Hmm. that was pretty good, too. Last episode, you said ain't nothing like a good piece of fried fish. And then now you just said you're not into it. <laughs> What's it going to be, Daniels? <laughs> Make your stories align. But no, that, that is true. You got to be in a fish is, mood. There is nothing like a good piece of fish. 
when I feel like it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just you know doing what? some fact checking here. Uh, whatever. Also, obviously, you guys are listening to this on Monday. We keep saying yesterday was Good Friday. Um, we're oh, recording yesterday. this on Saturday. So yes. just thank you just for the chiming content. in. Yes. No problem. By the time you listened to this yesterday, would have been Easter Sunday. Yes. So let's go into table talk. Okay. So like you said, um, when we release this, it will be Easter Monday and mm-hmm. we would have been, you know, have reflected on Christ's resurrection and just spent time with our families and reflecting yeah. and all of those things. So um, we're excited to dive right in to something that's really related. Yeah, so this whole month of April, so y'all know we love a theme, um, this whole month of April is the month of re, so we're talking about the resurrection. Our last episode was the restart, birthdays and beginnings, um, and so this whole entire month we're kind of talking about redo, restart, um, resurrect, and so we want to welcome you all to episode 10, Resurrect, Hope and Faith in Dead Situations. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. So let's dig right in. I mean, it, it okay. sounds like the title got me, you know, feeling like this is going to be a deep episode. I mean, yeah, resurrect, hope and faith in dead situations. It's not as light as things have been in the past on our last few episodes, right. you know, talking about birthdays and celebrations. But when we're talking about the, the re, you know, um, mm-hmm. I think it's important for us to dig into the good, bad and the ugly. So let's get into it. Well, let's get into it. So what is a situation that you need hope or faith in? So I wouldn't categorize this as a dead situation because that's, you know, what we talk about in the title, things that are just like, oh, my gosh, I have no hope at all, because this is something that's very much evolving, something that I do have some glimmers of hope and insight Mm -hmm. in from time to time. But an area in my life where I could use more hope and more faith really has to do with my career. Okay. um, And what is like ahead for me in the future? Um, you know, in the second half of life, I'm, you know, I, I would hope that I have more, more, a little bit more than half, uh, God willing, but, um, just kind of rounding out what's going to be, I guess, the meat of my career years now mm-hmm. as I'm approaching, um, my late thirties. And so what does that look like? Is it right. going to be continuing to work for an employer? Is it going to be full-time entrepreneurship? Um, I just don't know. And like I've said many times before, I tend to be the kind of person who kind of spends a lot of time in the future. And while I don't need like a very crisp five-year plan and know exactly what it is, I just kind of feel like I just don't, like, I just don't know. Like I can't not picture what my day-to-day is going to look like moving forward. And I want to have a better idea. Um, And not necessarily so I could put together a roadmap, but, um, Sometimes I feel like I I have what I would like it to be, and I just don't know if I have the hope or faith that that's what it's actually going Going to look like. So that's the piece of it that um, might Mm -hmm. be the, you know, the dead situation part of it, like Mm -hmm. whatever, whatever it is, is good enough. And I just, I don't want to settle for good enough. So I love what I I do, um, nine to five, and I love what I do for Love Madden. I'm just not clear what that would look like from a business perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so many things to think about, but what about you? Is there a situation that you need a little boost of hope in or faith in, or, you know, even clarity? Yeah. So I think my kind of area, um, 
where I could use the boost. Cause I don't, like you said, I don't feel like this is actually a, a dead place in my life. Um, mm-hmm. But I want to be able to regain some of the parts of me that I feel like I've lost um, mm-hmm. at certain points in my life. So I think it was probably mm, five or six years ago now um, when Tumblr was popping. It's mm-hmm. amazing how these um, platforms come and go. Um, <laughs> it's been more than five <laughs> or six years when Tumblr was popping, sis. <laughs> Okay, maybe 10. I don't know, whatever. Right. (laughs) But um, I wrote about this, uh, made a blog post about, it was called Things That I Lost in the Fire. Um, Mm -hmm. And some of those things I've been able to regain. Uh, I think about a very, like, critical point in my life where I that I want to speak to today is a point mm-hmm. where I feel like I lost a little bit of my femininity. Um, so mm-hmm. not that I'm walking around this world, like being, or, or showing up super masculine, masculine, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I think there are um, kind of s- sensual, more softer sides of me that um, I kind of lost when I was actually diagnosed with um, endometriosis and had to go through mm-hmm. all of these surgeries and um, a little part of, kind of that that feminine side of me, I feel like took a hit. And so mm-hmm. um, that is something that I, I want to pour more hope into, um, continue to believe God that he can restore the, those things that are um, broken. Um, mm-hmm. And not that I'm broken by any stretch right. of the means in terms of that area of my life. But I feel like um, that was just a point where because God was, you know, whatever happened, it, it was like, you can't have children, um, mm. you know, the endometriosis comes with other things like mm. hair growth and weight gain and all of these things. And so mm-hmm. um, I just feel like I would like to bring some of that sensuality and femininity back into my life. Wow, that's good. Mm-hmm. So how do you do that when you're in a situation, like we said, that's not dead, but maybe that's on life support. That's, you know, just feels a little um, pale in comparison to other areas of your life where you might be flourishing. So for those, you know, not just us, but for those of, you know, us who are listening on the podcast who have been waiting for so long for healing, you know, or for financial breakthrough, there are people who are waiting to get into a healthy relationship. There are people waiting for for help or for hope to get out of a damaging one. Mm -hmm. Um, People waiting to become a mother, people waiting to see a loved one released from jail, people waiting on a court date or, you know, on a job or whatever. There are so many areas where a lot of different things. Yeah. yeah, Where we're just, where we're waiting and, and, and it's going to resonate differently with whoever's listening, but whatever that situation is that just feels dead or just dry. um, How do we inject faith? into that. Cause I think it goes beyond saying prayer. Cause there are people who've been praying for a long time yes. and we just don't see that breakthrough coming. And that's so the hardest it, part I feel like is, yeah, you know, you pray, you pray, you pray, you hope, you know, and it's like, when is it going to show up? When is it going to show up? And I mean, we, we talk about this faith without works is dead. So um, when we talk about dead situations, faith alone is not going to be enough, enough right. but sometimes even the faith dwindles you know mm-hmm. so it's a combination you need the faith you could be and working. the works yeah. yeah and just feel like that flame that faith flame is just getting smaller and smaller so mm-hmm. how you do wanna, you want oh, to oh go ahead no, no 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 I was gonna say because when you're working right even when you're like exercising and you want to lose weight 
once you see some results, then it gets you going. You're motivated. You're motivated to keep going. And that can be hard is when you're working towards something and you're doing what you're supposed you to do. You don't see that glimmer. And you don't see those <laughs> results right away. You might not see mm-hmm. them in a week. You might not see them in a month. You might not see them for years. And it's mm. like, how do you keep that faith flame um, burning? So how do you keep true. that lit? Yeah. So what, what, um, what encourages you? It's, it's similar to like when they talk about making the financial snowball mm-hmm. and they're like, well, pay your, pay your um, smallest debt first because just you seeing a zero balance on something, even if it was just, you know, 50 right. or a hundred dollars on a store card, it's going to motivate you. Mm-hmm. So what kind of things do you do to give you hope? Yeah. So I try to surround myself with people who um, can help kind of give me that boost when my flame is um, dwindling out. So Mm -hmm. sometimes when someone else's flame is burning, you know, brightly and and very strong, you can get some of the residuals off of Mm. their flame to kind of get Mm -hmm. your flame sparked Catch that light. So it kind of goes like think about a wildfire, right? So a wildfire starts in one place and the fire is very strong and then it catches a spark to another place and the the forest is on fire at that point. And so mm. um, I definitely think it is important to have a circle who can be there to encourage you when that faith begins to, to dwindle. Um, we also talk about just going and kind of going to and staying in the word. So whatever that looks like for you, um, I think it's important to have some scriptures that you can hold on to. And so one of the ones that I really like is Romans 15, 13, which says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. And so you want to remain joyful and you want to have some peace during that time while you wait for the thing that you want God to manifest in your life. But you also have to make sure that you can keep believing in the thing that you want God to bring forth. So. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. I, I like the example you gave about the, the catching fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you can be, you can have the shoe on the other foot as well. Like mm-hmm. you can be that flame sometimes for other people. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to acknowledge that sharing your flame doesn't diminish your light. Right. Um, so when you think about um, like a candle, mm-hmm. if you, if somebody has a candle that's lit and someone has one that isn't, I don't lose any of my light by sharing my flame with you. It's not with like you. something else where it's a finite amount, right? We so, can both shine. Yep. So I think just by, by displaying your joy, by displaying your hope, you never know who you're helping to catch fire. Um, in terms of scripture, I have two scriptures about faith that I, um, lean on. They really just help define what faith is for me. So the first is Hebrews 11, one that says now faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. Um, so it's something you're not seeing the results for, but you're still feeling convicted. You're still having, like you said, that fire. We're still, right. we're still feeling hopeful. Um, and then the second verse is Romans ten seventeen that says, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So again, when I don't feel convicted and hopeful, then that's the time that I know that in addition to the work, I do need to get back into God's word. Mm-hmm. And I think you said this a couple episodes ago, sometimes 
you know, something just drops. You don't even know where to look for it. You might not even be in the Bible. It might be a podcast or a friend or whoever, but something just drops that you hear. Mm -hmm. um, And it's like, okay, that's exactly the word that I needed to hear. So yeah, um, it's it's amazing how that happened. It was interesting um, when I was doing a little little bit of preparation for this episode that a lot of the scriptures that I was coming, you know, that was coming back to mind or that I was coming across was in Romans or Hebrew. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that just kind of put a little nugget in my mind that I want to go back and read those specific books of the Bible, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, to kind of tease it out a little bit further. But I just thought that was an interesting observation. Yeah, that's good. And it's like, what were those people going through? The Hebrews, mm-hmm. the Romans, like what were, what was that, um, that group of people in that particular generation facing that mm-hmm. they, that they needed to hear this word. That and word, then right. when you think about, you know, if it was a chapter of a book called the Americans or whatever, like what are, <laughs> I mean, cause that's what they are, right? The Romans, right. they're people. Yeah, they're people. So like, what are our people going through right now? What is our chapter going through right now? And what is it that we need to hear? So, um, yeah, I think that's good. That's good. Yeah. So I will close out this discussion by saying this, um, we can hope for things not seen and still recognize that those things may come to pass. And ultimately my faith gives me the reassurance to know that I am connected to the source Mm -hmm. and that God has all power to work things together for my good. So there are times where I might be faithful to something and it might never come to pass, but whether I had the faith or I didn't, I think what helps me is knowing that I'm connected to the power that can make those things come to pass. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think for me, I have to remind myself that God doesn't exist to serve me. So just because I'm praying for something doesn't mean that that thing is necessarily going to come to pass. In a lot of ways, we think about God like a vending machine Mm -hmm. or a a genie and a lamp, like we're praying for for what we want, you know, our wishes. We tell, we often, you know, we like to harp on the scriptures that benefit us. So he'll give you your heart's right. desires and all these kind of That's things. That's the one but... I, oh, I'm gonna let you finish. Go ahead. No, no, go, go ahead. Heart's desire scripture because people will pull that out in a minute. Mm-hmm. Like God mm-hmm. will grant you the desires of your heart, and that is definitely a good scripture to have faith and to you know to kind of hope and believe that God will do those things, but. Sometimes God is not going to give you every single desire of your heart that um, you ask for. That you ask yeah. for. So yeah. you have to um, have set yourself up for the realization of that fact. Like at right. the end of the day, I think it goes back to contentment. You just have to whatever God gives you, it is more than you could have ever given your, to yourself. So right. I think that's yeah. really important. Yeah. And for me, the faith is more so about knowing that I am connected to the one who can give it to me. And ultimately, I have to remind myself to yield to God's infinite power and God's infinite Mm -hmm. wisdom. And it's humbling for me to know that I am not the one in the driver's seat. So from the passenger seat, I can make a recommendation. Hey, turn right here. You know, this is what I want you to do, driver. I want to go to McDonald's or whatever. Turn down the street. But and the the driver can. He has the power, Right. right? But the driver can also say, no, I'm taking you somewhere else. I'm taking you somewhere better. You're so fixated on this McDonald's whole time. It's a roof Chris down the street. You know what I mean? So right. and I think ha- it is important to know that our faith is about being connected to the source, but not about him just granting us our wishes. Right. Because at the 
beginning of the day, he was the one who had the ultimate plan for your life. And so he knows what the beginning, the middle and the end look like. And um, the world will have us inject our hopes and desires into that plan. But at the end of the day, like you said, we're in the driver's seat. So every now and then he may give us a... You know, oh, I like that recommendation. I'll take that right or make this right. turn or whatever. It right, is. right, but right. We can't bank on that. Yeah, when they say Jesus take the wheel, I'm starting to understand what they're talking about. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be thinking I have all of the the, the <laughs> directions of where I need to go, but it's been plenty mm-hmm. of times where um, it's been a situation where I'm like, oh, I see what you did there. Plenty. And if you inject <laughs> that, like force your, um, your free will to make those turns that you shouldn't have made. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be. You're gonna end up right around that same block because there. Think about the all. Same block. Think about the all the crash. <laughs> I mean, there are so many things that can. So many happen. different things that can go. Yeah. So I think it is important to really. It's important to have that hope and faith, but also to know to yield to God's wisdom. Also, I think it's important for us to have the understanding that suffering is a deliberate part of our mm-hmm. world. Um, I was going through a hard time once. It's probably been over 10 years, maybe maybe longer. And I remember talking to Neil about it. And she said, you know, we can't just go from peak to peak to peak. You have to have some valleys in order to know that something is a peak. Mm. And I was like, easy for you to say, you know, but, in that moment. <laughs> and you know what? And the, the, the tables or the tides always turn, right? So um, I gave that with that, you know, message to Maddie in a place where I probably felt like I was at a peak and you can be at a peak for 10 years, five years, two years, whatever it is, but you can also be in the Valley for that long as well. For a long time. And so you have to um, take stock in all of those moments again. So you can recognize when you're in a Valley and when you're at a peak and you don't have to be at a peak all the time you don't have to be at a peak for the majority of your life like life is not always set up in that way yeah and gratitude is not just for when we're at the peaks we have to gratitude is actually more important for when we're in the valley so um so yeah just I want to kind of close out the discussion by saying that suffering is a deliberate part of our world you have to have the bad in order to recognize the good and I'm going to close this with one more scripture um Back to Romans, you're right. Um, Romans 5, 3, and 4 says, not only that, but we rejoice in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. I'm going to read it one more time. Rejoice in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, and character produces hope. So there really is no hope without suffering. There is no good without bad. So I'm learning to rejoice not only in the good, but to find a purpose in the tough stuff too. So yeah. And I just, when you were reading that the second time, it just um, put off a little bell in my head. So you can Mm -hmm. have character and Mm -hmm. that character can get you certain places but they may not be able to sustain you if you don't go through the suffering that, you know, produces the endurance. So you have to have all of those pieces. Um, It's not good to have one without the other. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all by design. So if you are in a situation that feels dead or dry 
or dehydrated if you're suffering, you know, if you're in seek, you know, seeking healing or any of those other things that we talked about, just know that there is a purpose in your suffering. Um, and we just want to encourage you to um, endure and to allow it to strengthen your character mm-hmm. and to reignite that hope. Allow it to strengthen your character. Yeah. That's good. All right. So um, we're going to kind of switch gears completely here and we're going to okay. move on to our um, episodes elective se- segment, which today is over it and overrated. So we haven't done this one in a while. <laughs> you know what? The, I, what? We would do date diary 17 times and then. No, we've done date it. diaries twice, sis. <laughs> this girl you better get ready because it's about to come back around (laughs) true all right so I'll start and I'll say that I'm just really over people not observing the social distancing or the physical distancing right right so I I guess maybe it was last week or so that Dr. Uh, Burks was like only go to the store if you like absolutely have to like if you Mm -hmm. can stay out of the store for two weeks so that had me like oh my gosh I don't even want to go to you know the grocery store or the target that's a little bit of that like fear and anxiety creeping in Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I went to the store the other day and people still like after everything that's going on it wasn't packed but people were still like not abiding by the distancing rules like get out of my personal space (laughs) back up back up I'm in there with my mask on. People are still in there with no mask. I'm glad Mm. the the new guidance is in order for you to go inside the grocery store, you have to have a mask on. So I was Mm -hmm. driving down um, 8th Street yesterday and this guy had two like big of those big jugs of water that he was Mm -hmm. going into Walmart to fill up. Mm. My man didn't have a, a mask on and they no protective right back really? around. And he was like kind of going in on them. And they were like, no, like, look at these are the new rules for the city. No yeah. mask, no entry. So sheesh, they did them like it was a club. Hey, shoot you. No hard bottoms. <laughs> I'm going to be able to come in. <laughs> I mean, come on, people. Like, let's just all protect ourselves so that we can get back into the world like we were before and thrive but right now we just have to make some sacrifices and if I have to put on my mask I'm gonna tell y'all low-key I feel like I cannot breathe when I have these masks going so it's a little bit like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a struggle it takes you getting me, used to yeah but I'm, I'm gonna put it on so follow right. the rules and I'm not always like a strict rule follower I don't think oh, but, I am. yeah Follow the rules. If, yeah, if it's not you, I'm sure probably most of the people who listen to this podcast are like following the rules. But if you have I don't some know. Family, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if you have some family members, some friends, or if it is you, follow yeah, get, the rules. Get, get it together. Yeah. And honestly, this is life or death. Like we're talking about some of the quote, you know, softer uh, implications of mm. this, you know, the boredom and the anxiety and the job loss and all that kind of stuff, which are, I mean, they're still pretty major, but like mm-hmm. people are dying like dead. So let's like think thousand, about that. Well, 8,000, I think was the yeah. highest over this week. A in day. In the United States. Yeah. In the, right, yeah. In the United a day. States. Yeah. So this is life or death. So I think it's kind of beyond some of the inconveniences that we need to think about. I know we all in a rush to get back outside, but somebody else's life or somebody your own could mm-hmm. be impacted. So I said I wasn't going to be on here talking about Corona, but here we are. Sorry. 
um, <laughs> what are you over? I am over the don't rush challenge. Me too. I, I actually that was gonna be one of my things. Sick of but it. I was like, she stole it, so I had to go back to physical distancing. <laughs> it was cute at first. When I say at first, like the first day. Um, I have seen every variation of this challenge possible from different, the doctor joint, the HBCU joint, the babies, the pets. When the I seen the pets, artists, the, I am done. I didn't come see the on. pets. The pets is too far. People got their babies in a, in a onesie and then they come back around and they eat their best. The baby just looking there like, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> I am so done with it. Um, but I guess I'm not into bored. The- <laughs> they don't have anything else to do. I'm just saying how I feel. Again, no, I it. just like last time, I, this is what I'm over. I ain't choose no indictment on those of you who are doing it. If it makes you happy, do you. I'll keep you scrolling. But I'm not into challenges to begin with. Um, I've done a couple of like the easy ones because, again, boredom. But and just to be a good sport, like somebody tags, you don't want to ignore them. But what I'm doing now is like, I'll do it. And then I won't tag anybody else. Like I'm not keeping this, this chain letter moving forward. I'm done with it. (laughs) (laughs) It's not my thing. I know. Mm, This is what, yeah, this is what happens when people get bored. Yeah. So this will be on the other side of Corona. We hopefully these challenges will go away. Girl, right. The whole TikTok. Just leave that to the kids. Let the kids pick. (laughs) And talk. <laughs> I might get them on the fun on TikTok. I don't know. Oh, I've been on the yeah. outskirts. I I could just watch the videos because those bring me enough joy to last me a couple of days. See see how you feel about TikTok in a couple more weeks. You won't be tired of people. Well, I've been this. on TikTok since um February. Mm. And you oh, you know about all the drama with TikTok being like and a the, communist know. tool and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm so like, whatever. Much. It'd be too much. It'd be too much. People just want to dance and live the their life. Somebody um hacked into my something. I think it was they hacked into my Sam's Club account, like online. So the other day really? I started getting um like a message every like two seconds in my Gmail. And I'm like, what is happening? So I Googled because that's what you do. And they were like, sometimes when someone is trying to like um, hack into your, like use your credit card or something like that, Uh, they'll spam your email address. uh, So you can't pick up any notices that may come through uh, from the bank. And sure enough, I saw a little um, order confirmation from Sam's Club. Not order confirmation. What they get? (laughs) What they get? Girl, they got a a box of protein shakes and a $500 coffee maker. Mm. But the weird thing is, is that they what? were sending it to an address that I had on file in the system. So it must have been a bot. It must not have been someone real who like needed these um, items. But yes, I had a six. Or maybe there's a way for them to try to like, oh, get the, like refund or-, or get the money or do something. Yeah. <laughs> Mm, schemers be scheming they be scheming so i hope y'all get out of this boredom all of y'all hackers who are trying to (laughs) steal people's money during this time because i had to re-scrub my whole email call the credit card company and y'all know and the phone lines right now are crazy with all of the action going on so i just went on that little rant for a little bit but i'm gonna just tell y'all watch your bank accounts your credit card statements all of the email your emails people out here and that's what you need to be over the damn hackers that's what's over it 
true. I am over the hackers. And I'm kind of <laughs> over Zoom because Zoom, <laughs> we have been using Zoom for work for years, right? That's and true. then once the masses got into Zoom, <laughs> that's when all the problems started happening. <laughs> have you had any bots yet? We had a, like a little, a little, I can tell if it's a boy or girl, but they just popped in on the middle of our call. No. And our IT guy was on, and somebody was like, "Uh, it's a little kid on his joint, like a sixteen-year-old." And that's so now they um have started a new rule Changed where you have to settings. have a password to get into Us the meeting. Us too. Passwords, but... no screen sharing. And I was like, "How he get in here or she get in here?" But it was bizarre. Mm. It's like ninjas will nothing good. Not, right? like ninjas. It's not always <laughs> black people, but people. It's just a mentality. Yeah, it's like the Linganore Wine Festival. That joint was nice and chill. It was. We was in there drinking our wine, eating our little cheese boards and and pink lady apples, and doing his little classy little thing, listening to the reggae. Two years later, the ninjas, ninjas is out here with full pans, <laughs> tents, sheet cakes. This is not a location for your family reunion. Oh my gosh. I was like, I don't, I'm not coming back. I don't want to do this anymore. I haven't been back. I'm in a Medea movie. I don't want to be here. The only family reunions I want to go to are mine. A Medea movie. That is hilarious. Anyway, now it's time for question of. The episode. All right. So let's get into today's question. Is there Mm -hmm. anything from your past that is seemingly dead that you Mm -hmm. that you wanted to resurrect? Mm. So in general, I believe that whatever's in the past is in your past for a reason. So um, I like to keep it there and move on. I don't have a lot of trouble dwelling on stuff. I just, you know, I just be, it it, it takes a lot to get to that point for something Mm -hmm. to be like dead to me. That's just not my nature. So usually things just kind of linger on for a long time. So if I get to the point where I'm like, nah, you're in my past, um, I'm good with it. Mm -hmm. But for the purpose of answering this question, I will say this is not something that's, you know, it's, it's not dead. It's over. It's a season of life that's over. But after you had that little virtual birthday party and we were like dancing with the DJ on the Instagram, it really made me miss my college years. <laughs> and I feel like if I could bring something back from the dead, mm-hmm. that would be it. And maybe not even like college per se, but like that year or two right after right. popping. Um, yeah, I had a really good time. So I wouldn't mind a good old college party. I have said, I said I would do this for my 30th and I said my 35th because you're not be stuck on these milestones. But I said I wanted to have a good old basement sweat box party. For well, 34, I think I did now. have like a, yeah, I think I had like a 90s kind of party, but I don't even want 90s because I was too young then. So I want like a 2000s, like whatever years I was in college, like tight jeans, white undershirts, sneakers. Remember when people used to wear like girls used to wear like parasukos? Were you like, one of those girls? Not parasukos. In college. Uh, yeah. My freshman year, I had some some Sergio Valente, whatever. And that's yeah. different. Oh, well, stretch jeans. Yeah, okay. Yeah, stretch jeans. <laughs> so I feel like I would love to go to like a nice sweat box, red cup party. Were you one of those girls who wore um your stretch jeans with your white tank top? 
No, I wasn't. But I was just trying to set the tone for oh, what people you. were I was, doing. I was just curious. <clears throat> no, I never, I never wore white tank tops. <laughs> me neither. That so wasn't in me. College, you know, there were a certain group of girls. I think they were a little bit younger than. Other. I think they were a little bit younger than us. No, 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 no. I oh, had people in my in my in class who hmm. were. <laughs> we're talking about college here, not in Sorry. my grade. <laughs> class, class. Um. Yeesh. <laughs> who would show up to the party with their white tank top, their stretch jeans, their bandanas, and getting it in? And what did you no do? Shame. Judge them? No yeah, let them have their white, their white tee and their bandana. Have a good time, sis. I, I just had rhinestones on girl. Nah. Who did you <laughs> have on? A kitten heel? Uh, I don't know, actually. But I wasn't one of those girls. I was a little bit more feminine in how I showed up to the party versus like oh, yeah, I, 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 like nucking butt. I, even though I do love a good nucking butt. <laughs> I do love a I good nucking butt as I didn't well. dress the part, okay? Well, what I envision for this party is going to involve a good nucking butt. So dress how you want. You could do you could do whatever whatever you <laughs> whatever brings you back to that time. Don't let me see you in a white tee. <laughs> okay what about you is there anything that's dead that you've ever wanted to resurrect um so not totally dead but one thing that I would say is just my ability to be a big flirt like back in the Mm. day I was with flirt talk I don't know about talk to but I would definitely flirt with a lot of different guys and so Mm. just the ability to be able to bat my (laughs) eyes and you know have little slick conversation um, I think that would serve me well in my current dating life so I wouldn't mind resurrecting that um, formal title that I had of biggest flirt I think that was you were a biggest biggest flirt really yeah I I was kind of um boy I don't know about boy crazy but I was into Mm -hmm. the boys like early and so I think until I had a serious boyfriend in high school I was definitely getting my flirt on yes how do you you even get back to being flirty I don't know kids are so uninhibited they are it's like Mm. you're at a point at that you know time in my life I ain't care and I right you know so going back to that like whole rejection piece too like I, I hadn't been rejected pretty much any guy that I wanted at that time in my life I was mm. able to get them if I wanted bag them bagged bag and snag so um the bag. <laughs> I would have actually I would have actually taken it in reverse so if I would have not had as many men back in the day I would have done anything you'd been good <laughs> oh hush but all right, I love that. So we're going to resurrect. So I'm going to throw my... See, Corona is holding us back from both of our things we're trying to resurrect. Yes. How are you supposed to flirt and how am I supposed to have this basement party with people six feet apart? Mm. <sighs> we're going to get out of here. Exactly. We're going to yeah. be able to go outside one day. One day. We're going to make it. All right, friends. That's all, all we right. got. Hope everyone is doing well. Uh, we love you. Yeah, love you guys. Have a good one. Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Love Madden Podcast. Wait, are you subscribed yet? If not, what are you waiting for? Want to show more love? Rate and review. Then let's keep talking over at lovemadden.com and at lovemadden on social. Love, M-A-A-D-E-N.